Hi friend, I'm Rick Pasquale. I know God has a word for you today. As you listen, let God speak to you. He loves you and he has a great plan for your life. Now join us live for our service. John chapter 13 says it like this. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Father, help us today. Teach us your word. Help us to genuinely love each other. By this, the world will know that we're connected to you, that we're followers of you, that we're your disciples. Help us, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. So if we're going to have an outward focus, I told you that for the first five months in this year, we worked on an inward focus, us growing in Christ, us being the disciples. Now, this month, I'm trying to push you out the door. I'm trying to help you understand you just can't keep it in the house. You are here on this planet for a reason. And it's just not to sit in a church chair. That's not the reason God set you up. You are to be a worshiper of God, a follower of God, but somebody else has to know what this amazing grace is all about. What the love of God is all about. And since you know, you must tell. So that's why I entitled my chat with you this month, Ready, Set, Go. I taught you the first week that we have to start with prayer. We've got to pray. I told you the story of Nehemiah, how that he prayed and he sought God and asked God, what can I do? Because Jerusalem was being torn down and the walls were being destroyed and the gates had been burnt. God spoke to him through prayer. said, I've got a plan. So he had to pray. And I want you to know, my friend, if you will pray, you will move the hand of God into your situation, into your story, into your life. You can't skip prayer. Prayer works. Okay, now I know there's not a translation there. And I know there's only 10 or so of you using the headsets. But I do know what church I'm speaking to. Prayer moves God's hand. You need to believe that with all of your heart. So if you want an answer, you've got to pray. If you want God to move, you've got to pray. And Nehemiah prayed. He prayed for his family. <laughs> Had no idea that God was going to set up the queen to help him. He prayed for distant relatives. He prayed for friends that he didn't even know yet. He prayed. 
He prayed for the person in control, the king. He prayed. So people say, well, what do I pray? I tell people all the time, just pray, God help me. If you don't know what to pray, pray that. God help me. God help my family. God help my friends. God help my church. God help Rome. God help Italy. And as I wear today, God help the Filipinos. Filipinos, here was your moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bust on me all the time for wearing the African shirt, so now I'm wearing a Filipino shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Africans were clapping. Hear me, friend. Prayer works. And Nehemiah showed us how much it does work. So after we pray, we've got to do something. We've got to serve. We've got to serve the Lord with all your heart. That was week number two. We talked about this. How that as you're serving God, you're working with our children. You're working in the media booth. You're on the stage singing in the choir. You're one of the ushers. You're doing something. Every one of you should do something. Okay, seven people in the whole room believe that. Then you better take part of the Bible and say that part doesn't work. It all works. And the Bible says we, whatever our hand finds to do, we should do it with all of our might. So I know some of you feel guilty because you haven't done anything. Now it's the time. Five months I taught you about following Christ. Five months I talked about allowing God to do something powerful in your life. Now it's the time to go outside of that box. Say, okay, God, I'll serve you. I'll find something to do. And if you don't know what to do, come and see me. I'll help you. I got plenty of staff people. They'll help you. We got plenty of leaders. We'll help you. Find something to do. While I'm on this subject of serving, God bless our hosting team. I'm telling you. Arlington's finally back from his six-month vacation. Who has inspired our hosting team. Arlington, you would be so proud of Miss Peggy and her team. They have done and are doing remarkable in this church. And I bless you, hosting team, usher team, greeter team. I bless you. She told uh, Pastor Jen this week, the leader of that ministry, that now they have two teams of seven people each. So that one worker has gone out and found 14 people to help her serve in this church to me that's amazing my friend so when you see Peggy and the greeters on the way out the door and the ushers greet them and say thank you for serving okay now listen there would never have been a wall built if Nehemiah had not gotten some workers to go build the wall 
He could have stayed there and looked at that wall and say, Wall, I believe you're going to come up. Wall, I know you're going to get built. I know God wants that wall built. And he could have yelled at the wall all day long. He could have got all the supplies. He could have had it laying there. And said, okay, here's all the supplies. Jump up there on that wall. But he had to have some workers. He had to have some servants. He had to have some people that would climb up on a ladder and start working on that wall. Even when it got difficult. Even when there was a potential of a war. Even when there was a threat of life. Matter of fact, he got some people to not only hold the trowel that fixed the wall, but also to have a sword to say, if a bad guy comes, we're also going to fight. Listen, friend, this walk with Jesus is not going to be easy. If someone told you it was going to be easy, they lied to you. It is not true. It is hard work. But if God be for us, who in the world is going to be against us? God is our defender. God is our strong tower. God is our rock. And when we stand on the authority of God's word, it's amazing what can happen in our lives. But listen, friend, today, we've got to go beyond just the idea that we can serve in the house. This is about connecting to our community. It didn't say just love the people in the church. That wasn't the command of God. The command was love one another. That counts the people outside the doors of the church. The people on the bus that just pushed you out of the way. People on the train that just bumped you. People at work, people in the restaurant, all people. The people at school, all people. So if we're going to do something, here is my sermon for today. We got to go. The Bible says, go everywhere and tell everyone the good news. Go. Go, 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 go. In your language, even Swahili, I want to hear it today, even though I have Italian up there. Will you say the word go for me? Say it. Okay, only 10 of you can say the word go. Say the word go in your language. Okay, a little bit louder, please. Okay. Now, I couldn't understand all them other languages. But what I can't understand is that's not a hard word. G-O. How do you say it in Italian? Bye. That's not a hard word. It's not a hard word to say. It's not a hard word to do. If I told you to go to the coffee bar, it, for most of you in this room today, that would not be hard. 
because a lot of you have enjoyed and like Italian coffee. My secretary has to go two or three times per day to get to the coffee bar. She comes into my office and says, Pastor, I have to go for my coffee. She's from America. But she has to have this tiny little thing called a cafe. That's not hard for anyone to go to get your cafe. How hard is it for you to go outside of those doors and tell someone that God loves them? That gets harder, doesn't it? So today I want to help encourage you to do what God is commanding us to do. This is the time now we put feet on our prayers. We don't just talk about it. We start doing it. In the last number of weeks, we have put major emphasis in this church on the subject of evangelism, on the subject of witness. We have now have classes. We now have prayer for the evangelism team. The team is growing and expanding. I like that. But it's not just for a certain team. And I want to make sure that's clearly communicated in this message today. It's just not for certain people that say, I'm a part of the evangelism team. It's for all of us to obey what God is asking. It doesn't say in Mark 16, 15, that the people on the evangelism team is supposed to obey the word of God. It says, go everywhere and tell everyone. <laughs> that means all of us are, have a job to do. Go everywhere and tell everyone the good news. Listen, Nehemiah would have never gotten the wall built if he had only prayed. If he had only gotten the materials together. He had to get himself and some people up there on that wall in order to build the wall. If we're going to build the kingdom of God, we've got to get people into the kingdom. Hello? That means you have a job to do. Every person in this room has someone in your family that doesn't know Jesus. God wants them all saved. Do you hear what I just said? God wants every one of them saved. And remember, you're one prayer away from a miracle. So everyone's savable. But we've got to tell them. They won't know about Jesus unless you tell them. It's amazing how that we say, oh, well, I'm just an usher in the church. God bless our ushers. It doesn't give them an exemption from telling others about Jesus. Someone told me, well, I only use social media. What? Tell me where it says that in the Bible. I should only use social media to tell others about Jesus. There's no, go and tell. Back in the day when this was written, there was no social media. There was no Facebook Live. There was no Instagram. There was no other kind of gram. 
there was open your mouth and tell people. God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. So not only do you need to go, you got to start talking to them. Tell people your story. You say, what do I say? Tell them your story. The problem is some of us, and, I'm only, and I wore the Filipino shirt on purpose. Some people talk more than others. Now, the kind, wonderful, beautiful Filipinos, they don't seem to talk a lot until you get to know them. Then they talk a lot. <laughs> All the other Filipinos in the room are going, like, and one says, no, that's not true. You have one Filipino in the room that doesn't. Everyone else does. The reason, though, my friend, is this. We can't say it's my culture. You understand what I'm saying? Because I am Filipino or because I'm Ghana or because I'm this or because I'm that, that is my culture. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a Jesus culture here. I'm talking about blood-bought, born-again, spirit-filled Christians. You can't say because of my culture and because of my upbringing, I get to have an exemption from telling about God's amazing grace. No, 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 no. It's not how it works. We are all lovers of Christ, but we are all commissioned by Christ to tell others. We've got to do it. We can't keep this to ourselves. We've got to tell. See, my friend, others are waiting for you to tell. Don't miss your moment. And don't tell them the whole story. Tell them short segments. Tell them just a little bit. Everybody that you come in contact with should know who you are. They should know that you're a follower of Christ. They should know that you're a lover of God. They should know. And it's not hard to say, I love God. Would you practice that with me? Would you say the words, I love God? How hard is that? That's not that hard to say those words. I love God. Say it again. When you're singing the songs here with our worship team, it's not hard to sing those songs. You sang today, he's a good father. You, it's not hard for you to say, God is a good father. It shouldn't be hard for you to do that. But it shouldn't be hard for you to say outside the doors of the church, he's a good father. He's a good father inside the doors of the church. And he's a good father outside the doors of the church. So we can tell of the story of God's love to us. We must tell. Be a speaker of truth. Be a positive person. Anybody like positive people? Okay, four people in the whole room like positive people. I like to hear positive people. It's hard for me to be around people like, oh, my toe hurts. My leg hurts. I don't have 
have too much money. I mean, how long do you want to be around somebody like that? About five seconds and I'm ready to cancel that meeting. Because, my friends, we have Jesus living in our heart. And it may be a moment in your life that you may be going through something difficult. But I want you to know that the God that created you is the God that can help you. And if it may be difficult today, it doesn't mean it's going to be difficult tomorrow. The God that can take care of you today is going to take care of you tomorrow. So it's time for you to say good. It's time for you to say, my God shall supply all my needs. My God will heal me. My God will take care of my children. It's your words that come out of your mouth. It may be difficult, and I pray with you when it's difficult. But I want you to know, victory's coming tomorrow. Victory's coming. And all you have to do is stand on the authority of God's word and say, if God is for me, who in the world's going to be against me? With you live that way, you will find out it's so much easier to communicate. And so many more people want to hear that. So what happens if we become this positive person? It's winning. I like to win. I don't want to lose. I want to win. Somebody says, you're going to try to win a million people to Jesus. Well, it's my job to tell. It's God's job to save. Okay, get it. You can't save anyone. I can't save anyone. But God can. And if we tell them, God can change them. God can save them. God can take away their sins. I can't do that. You can't do that. The church can't do that. But God can do that. Why? Because in his word, it says, if we repent of our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. It doesn't say somebody else can forgive us. It says God can forgive us. So if I have sin, I want to ask God to forgive me. And I say, God, please forgive me. What does God do? He obeys and honors his own word. Forgiveness. When we ask the million-dollar question then, million-dollar question, what's the million-dollar question? That you must ask others. Do you want to ask Jesus into your life? Every Sunday, you've heard me for three and a half years tell you, (laughs) say to you publicly, do you want to invite Christ into your heart and your life? Do you want to have a change in your life? I'm not for the next how many ever years I'm in Italy. I'm not going to change. The message will always be God loves you and he has a plan for your life. It's not going to change. You say, well, pastor, shouldn't we do some other teachings? No. We got to do this teaching. We're running out of time. Some of us are getting old. No, no, no. Don't say yeah. Here's your moment to say no. He's not old. Listen, time is running out. The night's coming when nobody gets to work anymore. 
The trumpet's about to sound. Jesus is coming back. And we got to get busy. The fields are white already to harvest. People are in this city are desperate for Jesus. People are hungry for the message. People are hungry for the truth. It's amazing. You can go anywhere in this city and tell people about Jesus. And they're open to hear this message. Tell them. We live here now. For some of you, it's a few months. For some of you, it's a few years. For some of you, it's a lifetime. But it's our job to tell. And when we tell, it's a win. So I'm going to give you some practical things for you to do. I talked before a little bit about getting involved in some things. But we have a great evangelism team. Right now we have two pastors that their priority in ministry in this house is evangelism. Refugee ministry in our house is still a part of the evangelism process. Down the road we will have different segments that, that, it's, that it's separate. There will be an evangelism team, a refugee team, this day, that day, that kind of thing. That's going to happen as the teams get bigger. But right now, we're going to have evangelism on Wednesday nights and Saturdays. So no more excuses that you can't come on Wednesday. You say, why should I do that? Here's a good help for you. Get around some people that like telling others about Jesus. Just get next to them. You don't have to say a word. Just walk out those doors on Wednesday or Saturday when this group of people get together. Walk out the doors with them and listen to people, your brothers and sisters, tell others about Jesus. You'll sit there and say, wow, this is amazing. A few weeks ago, right here, right down the street from here, our team led five people to Jesus. Said the prayer with them right there on the street. Our job to tell, God's job to save. Remember, we can do this. So those of you that work too late on Wednesdays, we got more options. Now we got Saturday. And you'll hear more information about that. But again, those are for those nervous kind. And I want to encourage all of you to quit being nervous. I want to encourage all of you to allow the Holy Spirit to help you share the good news. Another thing you can do is get involved in this summer camp that's coming up next week. We're going to touch people. They're going to walk in these doors that have never, ever walked in a church. Because they're going to let their kids come to a camp. So these adults come into this, this church and they are amazed at how much their children are loved. And every year, a number of those families give their lives to Christ. Some of them are sitting in this room today because in the last few years, they've come to BBS or the kids camp and allowed their kids to come and they've gotten saved. It's amazing how that works. But God can help us. So some of you could sign up and help. Some of you could be involved. Some of you can pick up that flyer that Pastor Jen talked about and give it away today. Hand a piece of paper out. That's not that hard. Somebody somewhere has a child that could come to this camp. Everybody says, well, why do you let it be free? <laughs> so nobody has an excuse not to come. I was talking to an Italian on the street last week. He says, 
It's not possible. Everybody charges for camp. There must be a gimmick. I said, there ain't no gimmick. I'm going to pay for your kid to come to camp. You know what he said to me? He said, then why wouldn't everybody want to come? It's free. I'm raising the funds personally to make sure that all our kids, all the neighborhood kids, all of them can come to this camp. Because I want them to hear about Jesus. I want them to know this truth. I want them to know the story at a young age. And how many of us would have a whole lot better lives if at a young age we gave their lives to Christ? And didn't wait until we got a little bit older and messed up in some of our ways. Listen, I know my crowd. (laughs) All of you were not born angels. And if you were born an angel, come up and meet me after church. I want to find out. I'll be shocked. Listen, friend. Shouldn't we tell the children? Shouldn't they hear about Jesus? Shouldn't we be a little bit creative in how we tell it so it's fun? Not boring? Kids get to jump up and down and play and, 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 and say, man, this is fun in church. These kids that I high-five every Sunday, they can't wait to get over there to get to Kids World. Because the music is good, and the games are good, and the teaching is good, and they're all telling them about Jesus. Live stream. Today we're reaching people all over the world through that camera and the technology that's back there. Why are we doing that? Because we can't keep it to ourselves. We can't just keep it right here. We got a message to tell. So there's people today listening all over the world. And so today, my friend, if you're listening, this is for you as well. You've got people that need to hear about God's love. Tell them. Tell them that God loves them and has a plan for their life. So today, in the back, there's a card. You say, well, what happens on live stream? I thought, maybe today I ought to show you. What's happening on that camera, it's going into the computer and going way up there in the atmosphere and going all over the world so that anybody can turn on their computer right now and type in the right thing, something is going to happen. They get that. And the information's right back there. So watch what they hear first. Every single week. Every single moment. Anytime they want to click, listen. Watch this. Welcome, friend. I'm Rick Pasquale. Thank you for joining us today. I believe God has a word for you. I know God loves you and has a plan for your life. So listen to this live service and let God speak to you. And then all of a sudden, live on that camera is this message I'm preaching. And it goes everywhere. Remember one of our first prayer services that we had, we had over 11,000 people watching us pray. Just think about that. 
Remember, it's our job to tell. I can't sit back here as the pastor of the church and say, man, I only can tell these few people. Oh, no, 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 no. My message needs to go to the world. Your message needs to go to the world. And through live stream, so today, I'm going to ask you to pick up one of those cards again and communicate it with a family member or a friend or someone anywhere in the world that can get on the internet and watch them and you find out whether or not they've heard the story, the amazing grace story that God loves them and has a plan for their life. The card's pretty. It's in Italian and in English. And you can pick that up on the way out. Now, what happens after the message? I've just preached the message. I told them that God loves them, has a plan for their life. Guess what I do? I do the same thing that I do every single week with you. Watch what I do next. Today you've heard a word from the Lord. And I believe God has spoken to you. So if you say this prayer with me, I know God can change your life. They're saying it live here in Rome right now with me because God can change your life. God has a plan for you. I've told you that. And I want you to believe it with all of your heart. So will you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life this day. Change me. Help me. I pray, oh God, I'm going to live for you. Friend, if you've just said that prayer, I can tell you that God has just changed you and has come into your life. Now, I believe that today you may have listened to this and you've known that God already lives in your life. Well, God wants to speak to you and help you. So I'm going to pray a second prayer, and that prayer is for a miracle to happen for you this day. I believe in miracles. I know you do as well. So let's pray and let God touch you right where you're listening to this sermon. Lord, I thank you today for my friend that has heard this message. Lord, I know that they have needs and situations that's going on in their life. And God, you're a big God, and you hear and answer our prayers. So today, oh God, will you hear this prayer from your humble servant? God, will you answer this prayer on my new friend's behalf? Will you heal them? Will you touch them? Will you guide them? Lord, come in right now, wherever they're listening, Lord, and answer their prayer. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. If you've just said that prayer and listened to that prayer with me, I know that God has spoken to you. Would you do me a big favor? You're going to see, scrolled on the bottom of this, a website with an email address. If you said the prayer that said, God, come into my heart, or today you're believing with me for a miracle, I want you to drop us a quick note and say, hey, pastor, I want you to continue to pray for me and my family. You know, God loves you and he has a plan for your life. And I'll guarantee you, your best days are still in front of you. So God bless you and join us next week. Now that's, that's just one of the things I'm doing because I want to get the message out. We've got the message. We've got the truth, so we've got to share it. You say, well, what do I do if someone speaks Arabic? I got a plan. Today, as you walk out these doors, I have the New Testament in Arabic with the plan of salvation, and it's on a little solar-powered little 
uh, device. And all you have to do is plug in the headset, earbuds, and listen. God loves you, and he has a plan for your life in Arabic. In a whole New Testament, and I'm going to give them away today. You say, why would you do that? I've got a world to tell. And some of you may be saying, well, they only speak Arabic. What do we do for that person? You can walk out the door today, and Micah will be back there, or he's got some team members back there, and they will help you because I want to know where this is going. I don't want you to keep this to yourself. I want you to give it away to somebody. I want somebody that speaks Arabic and wouldn't understand English, wouldn't understand Italian. I want them to hear the plan. Pastor Clayton and the team has, has already got it all spelled out in Arabic how to make this thing work. And I'm giving them away. Some doctor in America decided we got to know this. So he donated them to us. And we're going to give them away. It's amazing how God works. You say, well, what do we do about some of the other languages? Well, guess what? I got the New Testament. I got it in Italian. I've got it in English. I've got it in Spanish. I've got it in Arabic. And I've got it in German. And I've got it in France. Francaise. I've got it in a few languages back there. Today, take them. Give them away. You say, really, somebody can open up the Bible and just read a line or two and their life can be changed? Yes. It's the Word of God. It's the living Word of God. I hope today you're hearing my message. God has commanded us to do this. This is not an option. I'm giving you some valuable tools that you could do, that you could use walking out of these doors today. Say, well, I can do that. I can take that flyer and hand that out. There's a brochure. It's got my wife's beautiful face on it. But you know what? In this beautiful brochure, it's got the plan of salvation. You can just take that flyer and hand it out. There are so many opportunities, and there's hundreds of those. I, I, I tell the staff all the time, don't run out. We need more. Let's get more. Because I don't want anybody to have an excuse of I don't have something. I'm putting it in your hands. It's not costing you anything. But I want you to be the messenger of the Lord. I want you to take these tools and give them away. Remember, it's our job to tell it's God's job to save. He can do it. Hello? Amen. God can save. If you're listening today on the live stream, God can change your life. I'm compassionate about this message. My, my heart leaps because I know the potential. If I could get each of you to go out this week and tell one person about Jesus, how many lives could be changed? Just one. Somewhere on this planet. Just tell one. And if they tell one. And if they tell one. And if they tell one. It won't be long until the world hears about Jesus. The command was for us to love one another.
I want you to connect to our community. I want you to do it. Every one of us knows somebody that needs Jesus. We got to start today. Quit putting this off. Give the word of God out. Give it out. Give the truth out. And after you've given it out, don't stop there. Have the ending. It's not just one day. I tell you, I love Christmas. How I many of you know that? I, you could see my face last week with all the presents. Oh, I was so excited. Everybody likes presents. Somebody had a gift for me on my office today. Somebody else brought me another gift. They weren't here last week. They brought me a gift. They, oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to get to my office later and open the present. I like presents. Does anybody not like presents? Raise your hand. See, you're never going to get a present. We all like presents. We all like gifts. I really like them to be wrapped. I love it when my grandkids... They don't take the piece of paper and go. They just rip into that thing. It doesn't matter how much it costs. It's a present. It's a surprise. And they rip open the paper. And they look at what they got. And if that's really something they really wanted, they jump up and down. This is what will happen to people's lives when they get a hold of Jesus. They will get so excited about life because they once was lost and now they're found. They once were dead in trespasses and sins and now they're made alive in Christ Jesus. Are you listening to me today? People in this city need Jesus. People around our world need Jesus. And we have a message of hope and truth that we can give them. Listen, my friends, don't miss your moment. This is our moment. The world needs Jesus desperately. It needs Jesus desperately. And let's not be a church that just keeps it to ourselves. Let's be a church that's so excited about telling others about Jesus that it's like the thing to do in our lives. Let's tell more. Let's give the gospel away. That's why I entitled my message, Ready, Set, Go, this month. I got you ready. I've got you set. Now it's time to go. Let's go. Let's go everywhere. Let's tell everyone the good news because God loves them. And he has a plan for their life. Get ready, friend. God's about to do something big, not only in your life, but in your family's life. Not only in your family's life, but in your neighbor's life. Not only in, in your life, but, but in your school's life. It's a time for us to tell the good news. Ready, set, go. Would you bow your heads, please? Thank you for listening. I pray that you heard from God today. Today I want to say a prayer with you. You need to make sure Christ lives in your life. So would you please say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. And I pray right now that you will come into my heart and into my life. And from this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I'm going to stop doing. Because you've just changed my life. 
And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. I know that if you've said that prayer today that you're going to have a life change. Things are going to be incredibly different for your life, and we'd love to help you. So if you would go to our website, icfrome.org, and make contact with us, I'd love to give you some information and get you connected to a church. Remember, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. Bless you.